Welcome back to a Meathead Hippie podcast. I am your host, Emily Schramm, and today's interview is with Austin Pasha, who has become not just my running coach, but a complete mind-blowing teacher on how I move. I don't know if you've seen on my last Instagram post some running that I've been doing, and when it comes to running, I have this weird relationship with it. I uh, originally started off with this bunion and then it's both legs, both feet have bunions and then it's tight adductors and then my glutes turn off. And then it's just this pain fest when I run. And this led to a torn hip labrum, shifts in my gait and changes in the way I move that have always had me associate running with pain. And I stop my breathing, I constrict it, I just get frozen. There's just so many things that come up when I think about running and I'm ready to break that story. And this is just a start of what you can learn from Pasha, not just through his Instagram, but through the courses that he teaches and we're gonna actually do a course together. So we'll talk about it in this interview, just a lot about movement, movement patterns, how the body holds trauma, really fascinating things that I think you're gonna all be so into. And if you are interested, and deep diving into your movement patterns, changing the way you move, changing the way that you too run and really understanding how to do it correctly and how to walk and move in the world in a way that truly embodies your biggest, highest self, please join our course. It starts pretty soon, April 25th on Monday. It's two times a week. You're going to see me in Austin doing all the drills, all the coaching one-on-one with you on Zoom classes. They're all recorded. It's four weeks total. And we're just so excited to combine forces using tea and tissue and movement and human design and all of the things that we talk about in the podcast. Um, Just bringing it straight to you. It's a pretty life-changing course. And this is how I found Pasha and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. So enjoy the podcast. The only things I have before we jump in are well it's pretty simple i have two announcements one is that we just shipped out the herb of the month for our build your own apothecary if you're interested in joining that apothecary movement so you too can learn about herbs i will link it below in the podcast notes this is through my tea company herbalelement.com It's a monthly subscription where you get one herb a month plus a bunch of information about how to use it, how to grow it, how to experience it, how to love it. This is so perfect for the Taurus sun that we're in and for us to all connect with land in a really powerful way. So I am so proud of what this is turning into and I love seeing how you guys are making tea. And then we have an event this weekend with Force of Nature that I cannot wait to be a part of. So if you have not tried the Force of Nature meats, use the code, all caps, Meathead Hippie for $10 off. If you're going to eat meat, this is the meat to eat. And coming up on Earth Day, this is such an important moment for us to recognize our role in helping bring back Mother Earth into some beautiful regeneration. She is ready to repair. That's what she does. But we have to be really loyal stewards of her and notice her and appreciate her and give back to her. And we do that through everything we do, but especially with what we eat. And so especially when it comes to meat, this is an important conversation to have. So I'm going to be in Austin at the What Good Shall I Do Regenerative Conference with some incredible, incredible speakers and people. I cannot wait to share that through my stories and through Instagram. 
just so that you guys can be a part of it in any way that you can. And then my final sponsor is Equip. So if you are looking for a good protein that's not um, full of crap, (laughs) it's like, just Jesus, it's so impossible to find. I've always been such a huge fan of Anthony Gustin's Equip Foods. And so this is a beautiful protein support. It's two, three, four ingredients at the most. Strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, perfect for post-workout, really clean, really delicious. They have strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla, and you can use code MeatheadHippie for 15% off your order. It's just a beautiful thank you to them for helping support this podcast, and thank you to you for also being a listener. Please enjoy this wonderful conversation with Pasha and I, and if you have questions, if you're interested in the course, reach out to us on Instagram. We'll tell you all about it. We hope you see you there. Where's your teacup? Would you like some tea? I would love some tea, please. <laughs> this tea is anise hyssop, calendula, Cheers. and mamaki. Cheers. What are these good for? Oh, so much. Austin, Pasha, Ocean, Urshan. Yes. <laughs> so glad to have you. Thank you for I'm having me. I'm hippie. I've learned more about you, well, more from you in the last month than I've learned from anyone in my life. For real. Damn, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a journey teaching each other. It's a journey. We started on a track running, and I think it's this whole concept that our tissues can't lie, and that's what you teach people. Your body does, doesn't lie. Right. It, it holds it. Right. And so everyone you encounter, every person you see walk, every person you see move, you see truth in, in what's happening. So you call it out, and then you fix it, and it's so rad. <laughs> Thank you. I love how you explain. That's how I do. Um, the body can't lie, and, you know, body language, it was the original language, and um, I think it's it's like 40 50%, you know, I can read on people, but environment and emotions have a lot to do with it, too. Mm. What do you think of this tea? It's immediately calming me down, and the smell, it's so good, mm. and actually you and these teas have taught me just as much as I feel like I've taught you over this last month so much to learn from nature and um, how how similar the teas and nature are to the human body I mean we are of the earth yeah that's why I added the calendula a little bit of like final day of Aries fire kick solar plexus well we could go so many places with this but what I truthfully want my listeners to understand is that there's no problem they can't solve by self-awareness and if we can dig into that in every way possible, you can heal yourself. Absolutely. And that's what you do with your clients. That's what you do with your people. That's what you do with the people you love. It's amazing to watch. <laughs> so what would be the best way to introduce how somebody can be more assertive or aware of their 
flaws, what we consider flaws, or their imperfections, whether it's an injury that they're moving through, or whether it's the way they walk, or whether the way they hold themselves. What do you wish people knew about their body? I wish they knew that their capacity to heal is way greater than anyone has ever told them, any doctor, any article, um, any any current knowledge that we have on the body, it's, it's greater. I mean, your ability to heal is um, only limited by your belief. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and cancer to stub in your toe, um, they can all be fixed. Tell me about your journey of healing self. Well, I was homeschooled and I was gifted with scoliosis and flat feet and an underbite. And I was also gifted with parents who never pushed um, surgery and just gave me this endless playground to figure out how to heal myself. And my dad and mom are both um, meathead hippies. (laughs) They really are. They're either huge into the body, they're huge into the fascia and the muscles, they're huge into astrology, they're huge into diet, and they're, they're huge into teaching me how to heal myself. And through that gift of me thinking I was damaged or broken, um, I, I learned how to heal myself. And apparently that um, when you can take care of yourself, that's what radiates out and then people will come to you. So instead of worrying about fixing everyone else, I just learned how to fix myself. Mm. And it's like a never work in progress, or an always work in progress. Yes, yes, always, always a, a work in progress. And I, I think the pursuit of perfection keeps me excited, even though I never um, aim to attain that, but it's a, it's a good road. Well, can we t- jump into human design slightly? Yeah. About how that has shaped how you operate in your life and how you really work with people. And I think it's just a different format because it's a... <sighs> It's in alignment. It's in your design. And so I had a podcast in the past about human design, but until you and I talked about it, it never made sense to me. Like, it kind of makes sense, and there's a lot of long articles and a long amount of information that people have, but there's still some, like, hush-hush about what it actually is. But you're like, no, it's stupid. It's simple. It's It's just this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Human design um, was gifted to me by my parents, and I was raised on it. And what it taught me is that you can take all of these maps astrology, human genetics, I Ching, the chakra system, and instead of arguing about what's different amongst those modalities, if you lay them all on top of each other, you'll see what is center, what is what is the same amongst all of those. So there's systemic contradiction when it comes to astrology being better than I Ching and no science over this. And if you take Mother Earth, if you take the Earth as the first map and then you lay astrology on top of that and you see what's common and then you the I Ching, which is just another um, esoteric and then human genetics. And when you lay maps on top of each other, you'll find the universe, universality that you'll find what's common amongst those. So mm-hmm. that's what human design did for me is it um, gave me permission to take a bunch of maps, lay them on top of each other, see what was common and then discard the rest. And then you can do that with fitness now. So you can take gymnastics and Olympic lifting and running and dance and you can lay all of those on top of each other and you can see what's common amongst those modalities. And then you can believe in that. You can trust that and you can have certainty amongst that. And then whatever's different is just different and that's what people use to uh, to sell their course. My way is better than yours. But if you just take maps, lay them on top of Mother Nature, see what's common amongst nature and yourself, you can't really go wrong. And then you see how your body responds to that because your body is telling you the information that yeah. you may or may not be aware of. Yes. <laughs> the body is the most 
honest piece of equipment we have, especially the feet, and we can get into body language a little bit, is called the sole of the foot, and the foot is the most honest part of the body. And the tongue will, it's the most powerful, and it can be misconstrued and manipulated, but the body can't. And if you watch someone's feet, it'll tell you exactly who they are. And for me, coming from um, an addiction background, especially painkillers, I would tell my friends and my mother, no, I'm not doing drugs, but my feet would end up at the ATM machine getting money to buy those drugs. So if they just stopped listening to my tongue and watched what my feet were doing, they'd have a better understanding of who I am. And just knowing how manipulative the mouth can be and not blaming anyone um, for using their mouth in a manipulative way and just looking at the body instead made me feel very safe um, in myself and my actions and then I can read people that way too. And once I learned how to walk like a human and control my feet, I was able to control my soul. So I, I controlled where the sole of my foot went. So therefore I could control what I did. And once I got control of my walking, I could do metaphors like walk the walk or take the first step, um, take my first step to sobriety and walk the walk of integrity. And there's so many metaphors um, oriented around walking because walking truly is the blueprint for all species. Mm, it is. And you are helping me walk in a way that I haven't ever learned. And that's why I'm so obsessed with what we're doing with this course because I feel like these issues that I've had with running and these stories about my bunion or being a bad runner or I'm a sprinter or I lift heavy things and I don't run, right? right? We just keep ourselves in these stories yeah. as long as we want to yep, stay yep. in them, right? But if we do it correctly, how that trickles into everything that we do. It's similar to the concept of if I'm going to learn how to put something heavy over my head, like I'm going to have more confidence walking into a room or shaking someone's hand mm -hmm. or feeling as if I can own the space or feel as if my energy can fill up a space it all translates but the sub simplicity of walking for me is overlooked because that is what we do all the time so when we're trying to take up space or find ourselves or do anything if we can't walk then it's all a lie it's all a lie <laughs> it's all a lie and, and you're confused and the premise of what you and i are going to get into into this course is that Everybody should walk the same, whether you're a man, a woman, a child, transgender, a anything. It doesn't matter what you've labeled yourself as, you should walk the same as every other human. Mm -hmm. There should be unique strumming patterns and little struts, but we're all subjected to the law of gravity. We all have muscles in the exact same place, and we all share a biomechanic. And bio meaning life, and mechanic how something operates. So what we're going to teach people is how they operate in life. And mm -hmm. people will develop their own random trauma patterns from a car accident, from breakup, from very serious things like addiction or, or sexual abuse and because trauma isn't stored in our brain it's stored in our soft tissue when we don't learn how to integrate and process our trauma it is shown on the body a hundred percent you can tell someone who has been sexually molested by their back line being very timid like a dog with its tail tucked between its legs or a smoker whose lungs are trying to run from them giving them kyphosis or someone who's done something perverted and they're a little bit twisted and scoliosis shows up or maybe they're an alcoholic and their body's running away from their liver and so you can tell all of that by someone standing and they're walking and then of course the stories that they tell themselves so 
Um, you can sit down with us. You can tell us what your story is, but essentially we can watch you walk, run, and throw, and we can see what chronic emotion you've had your whole life. Maybe you're someone who's been bitter all the time. A very common one is frustration. And then learning that all these emotions have a breathing pattern associated to them. Mm -hmm. So when I've been sad or angry my whole life, I'll adopt that breathing pattern. And the theory is, is there's a neutral way to breathe. There's a neutral way to walk. There's a neutral way to run. And when we can achieve that neutrality again, and we're not stuck in one end of the spectrum, then we can have that phase into the emotional and spiritual parts of our lives. So the theory is, is if you can't feel it in your physical body, I don't think that you can feel it in your emotional, um, spiritual body. So if you're someone who has scoliosis and you're crooked and twisted and I ask you to center yourself and all you do is close your eyes and tell yourself to be centered, I would argue that you haven't gotten any more centered than you were previously. And if you can't put your legs and your arms and your spine in a centered position, then you can't actually be emotionally or spiritually centered. So giving people um, a chance to get out of the spectrums that they're stuck in, give them a sense of neutral, teach them to have a neutral breathing pattern, and then get out of that chronic emotion they've been stuck in their whole life. People don't know that they need this stuff, and anyone who uses a chair or a cell phone is going to be our client. And there's people walking around not using 40-50% of their tissues, wondering why they have anxiety and depression. And you come to realize that those are just symptoms of your battery charge being low, just like the empty signal on your gas tank to your car. Anxiety and depression are just a warning sign that you don't have energy to do life. And that's coming from um, not using a majority of your body, those tissues not being hydrated, and not having an electrical charge. Most people are walking around like a AAA battery, but they should be like a Tesla coil. We're like a renewable energy source ourselves, And when you put emotions and spirit aside just for a second and go and adjust the physical body, those things tend to fall into place. Mm, I have flashbacks of us at the track and, you know, really trying to find that alignment because you break down these pieces so that they are attainable, you feel them, and then they drill into you because this is a new routine. It's a new system you're learning. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So people get frustrated like myself because this is not coming. It's like, oh, I'm not perfect, but yeah. But it's so good because when you're holding these spots, so you find that spot and you're like, oh my gosh, I've never felt this muscle before. Right? This touch touch in with your body, this like awareness of your body that you're not running from, you're finding. So it's like finding the weakest part and then loving it through. And it was just this epiphany of how crazy detached I was from certain parts because of how emotional it was mm. like it brought so much emotion as you start moving through maybe it's an injury pattern or maybe it's a trauma you've held since you were six like you will break that up and so we tend to do that like a lot of us want to find that trauma we want to tap into it we want to dig deep but then we just hold it it recirculates into our body again and again and again and again right Oh, and it was it was deep. I was like, I'm so this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing because what very quickly when you are an open individual, ready to learn and ready to like dig into that piece, you see it trickle in your life through everything else that's mirroring back. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the workout; it's everything. It's everything, and um, <laughs> nobody is going to be a natural at this system. The point of this system is to look 
at you specifically and where you're not moving and to put you in those positions. So someone can jump into kickboxing and just be a natural at it. Someone can jump into dance and be a natural at it or CrossFit and be a natural at it. But this system negates any of that stuff and it just solely works on what you're not a natural at. Maybe you're a natural jumper. Well, I don't have you jump. I have you sit. And maybe you're a natural runner. Well, I don't have you run. I have you throw. So we basically look at what end of the spectrum you're stuck on and then give you the other end of the spectrum so that you can then rest in neutral. So it can be very triggering to a lot of people and a lot of people um, will compare it to like high school gym class <laughs> when they're just embarrassed with dodgeball and it's like yo uh, someone's telling me to do something and I'm not able to do it or that controller that button isn't on my controller. Mm -hmm. So not only are we giving you this neutral pattern which is innate in all humans but we're going to specifically look at what you can't do and make you do them and that brings up all kinds of emotional releases and remember that trauma isn't stored in the brain, it's stored in our soft tissue as a survival mechanism. And an example would be like a three-year-old who puts its hand on the stove and gets burned. That trauma isn't stored in the brain, it's stored where it happened so that next time you feel heat, you'll pull away from it. Or maybe it was a dog that bit you in the stomach when you were 16. That trauma is stored there so that next time a dog comes around, you'll pull away from it. Now, having the trauma stored there and then learning the lesson from that is one thing and you don't need to keep the trauma stored there if you've learned the lesson. So trauma only stays stuck if you have yet to learn the lesson. So the dog can bite me, I can store the trauma and then I can learn this lesson. Hey, when a creature is eating, leave it alone. And it wasn't that dog's fault and I don't have to be scared of dogs anymore. I just know not to do that. And now you've integrated it and that trauma doesn't have to be stored because the lesson's been learned. But people in our society tend to not learn the lessons. So the, the trauma is only stored there um, as a learning tool. It's not bad. It's just there for you to learn from. And when the lesson is learned, the trauma will dissipate. And usually the lesson's hard and embarrassing for people. So the last thing they want to do is address it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the trauma, you have said this enough that I have to mention this, of people try to process their trauma through thoughts. Mm. Can you address that? Yeah. Um, the... An example is, let's say there's two paths, and one path has a jaguar, and the other path doesn't. Your brain and your mind is there to discern, and it says, hey, there's a jaguar down this path, and there isn't. But it doesn't make the decision from which path you should go down. That's going to be a gut instinct. So even though there's a jaguar down that path, you have to tap into yourself. And it might say, hey, go down that path. And you'll go down that path, and the jaguar doesn't attack you, and you find the love of your life and all the golden riches. But if you use your mind and you go, Yo, there's a jaguar down that path, and I'm not going to go down there, that's dangerous. And you go down the one that doesn't have a jaguar, around the corner, there's a harder lesson. So I guess what I'm trying to get... Um, the point across is is the, the mind is a beautiful gift for discernment, but it's not the decision maker. And because people try to make decisions from their mind, they lose touch with the organs that actually make the decision, primarily colon, intestines, heart, and liver. And when you negate these very magical organs inside the body and you just feed the brain, you create anxiety. You create symptoms and problems that aren't even there. So during this training, I over-cue you on purpose. Instead of giving you two or three cues, I give you seven to eight so that you will finally stop using your brain to figure out these moves and you will go into your emotions and you will trust your tissues to remember this stuff mm, trust oh we should that quote about trust which quote uh you know which quote the one about tissue or 
Trust cannot be intellectual uh, or yes. emotional. It that must was, be felt within the body. we got to give a shout-out to Richard Rudd and the mm-hmm. Gene Keys. And trust is neither an emotional nor a spiritual act, but it is purely physical. And trust is either felt deep in the mm-hmm. cells of your tissues or not. And it can be Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, all of these things. But trust itself has nothing to do with those. Until you feel it in your body, it cannot be expressed. Mm-hmm. And people would like to think their way through trust. They would like to think their way through everything. <laughs> think their way why they can or cannot trust instead of just feeling that trust is okay. Um, mm. and, and trusting your body to move is a birthright. To have effortless free movement is a birthright. And mm. for every single... Um, and, and going back to the universalness of walking and running and, and saying that all humans should share the same walking pattern is because there's a lot of evidence that shows our brain developed at the same time our walking and our running did. Before there was words for left and right, our body moved left or right, or it looked left or right. So before we ever conceptualized the word, there was a movement pattern for it. Before I learned to say up or down, I would move up or down. Before I learned how to say spiral, I would spiral. And my body's ability to spiral allows me to understand spiral. And to understand spiral is to understand cycles and that things come back around. So before thinking what a spiral is and what does it mean things come back around in seasons and trying to understand that, you feel it in your body. And when you feel a spiral and you feel how much momentum can be felt in a spiral and you understand it in your tissues, then you can understand it perspectively. So Mother Nature hardwired us to all have the same movement pattern so that we could all share the same perspective and that's what brings us together you'll never see anything more tight than a dance team or um, a a championship soccer team when everyone is doing the same drills eating the same foods praying the same way they have the same perspectives and that perspective is what makes humans and community and, and the world Um, a more trusting place. So when you have millions of people with random trauma walking randomly, they have random perspectives and no one can agree on anything, this president, that president, this health, this diet. But when you get everyone walking the same and sharing the same perspectives, then you start to connect the world. And nature wanted us to do that as our birthright. She gave zebras the same movement pattern so zebras could think the same and she gave us the same movement pattern so that we could think the same and humans have a very complex movement pattern it's called contralateral reciprocation and contralateral meaning opposites and reciprocation giving back to each other so down to our biology we're designed to have black give to white left give to right top give to bottom um ugly give to beautiful and um, when, when all humans start to walk the same again, the world will be a more connected place. Mm-hmm. That's what I do at the Sacred Sons workshop is they hire me to assess people's body language. But in the five-day course that we have, I get all these men standing the same, breathing the same, and walking the same. And therefore, when we do the emotional release, we're all on the same track. And by the end of this five days, you have 300 men all breathing, standing, and moving the same. And that's really what the um, glue is amongst all these modalities. And I've done a lot with men's work, and it's time to branch out and, and to do co-ed work. And women and men walk the same. And that's what will make us understand each other, is that we walk mm-hmm. the same. There's a law of gravity, and learning how to use gravity to leverage your motion 
is the um, equalizer. The fastest woman in the world and the fastest man in the world are one second off from each other. So you start to think like maybe men and women aren't that far apart when it comes to strength. And somewhere along the line, someone taught men to leverage gravity more than women. And women weren't given that tool. But when women learn to leverage and men learn to leverage, their strength is equal. I mean, you're just as fast as I am when you start leveraging hey. out there. You know, you can have, yeah. <laughs> well, what you said, all of it was beautiful. I don't even know where to begin because it was all so great. But what I want to say is that that's why I think plants become such the important medicine mm-hmm. because they teach us the same language. They teach us the same song. So how beautiful is just also praise. This is, you know, this pink jasmine. Pink jasmine. Anise hyssop. Unless it's lavender. This might be the wild lavender emerald picked. And then rosemary. And then rosemary. So here's something that I learned from T. And one of the greatest lessons that I've learned through my studies is the law of correspondence. As above, so below. And planets orbiting the sun look a lot like um, electrons Mm -hmm. orbiting um, protons and neutrons. And then you start to look at nature and you go, man... These look like body parts and how a tree or a, or a flower looks like our nervous system and how we blossom like flowers and how there's seasons and how this one looks like it could be arm hair or hair or even synapses in the brain and is good for memory. And this looks like it could be um, a urinary tract or a spinal cord and how this looks like it could be blood vessels or lungs. So the law of correspondence is stating that on a large scale and on a small scale, um, all patterns are the same and we're in the middle between electrons and the sun and nature has an herb for everything that ails us and there's meridians in the body and we can stimulate the lungs with certain movements and we can also stimulate the lungs with certain herbs and the great equalizer is water and water is going to hit these things and bring out the memory potential inside of them and then we drink that memory potential and that herb will spark the memory inside of our tissues so if you're someone who's suffering from addiction from diabetes from cancer from a lung problem we can reverse engineer and look at what organ needs healing and what herb matches that organ and then what movement matches that Mm -hmm. and we start to be the bridge between nature and the body and I'll tell you what I was very much asleep to this stuff until I met you and you have very much connected me to nature and a deeper understanding and that that metaphor of stop and smell the roses um, I've I've just had a different understanding ever since I've met you so um, thank you for reintroducing me to to these things and I got a little bit jaded being homeschooled in nature and being forced to be in nature. I tended to like run away from it and being forced with astrology down my throat. I went hard into science and being able to stop and relax my nervous system and, and reappreciate these herbs again. I'm very thankful for You're that. You're so welcome. Well, here's Mamaki. This is harvested when we were both in Maui. So that's kind of the equivalent of a nettle. So you can eat it straight if you want. It's one of my favorites. What is this good for? I mean, uh, herbs are good for many things. You can't just say this mm-hmm. herb is good for one thing. Yeah, and it's beautiful, too, because there's the energetic component, and then there's the actual kind of allopathic component, which is the constituents and flavonoids that make it have a property for your internal system. But mamaki is, like, the one that you, I think of as, like, sustaining and just nutrient-dense, similar to nettles, if you're familiar with nettles in in every way, how do I make my immune system strong? How do I make my, my body feel more resilient? Um, 
Here's being a, used for postpartum depression. You said, you said immune system, and um, mm-hmm. our immune system is as strong as the tensile strength of our tissues. So just think of our tissues like our first line of defense, and when they have integrity and they're moving properly, our lymph nodes start to pump properly, and we have a stronger immune system. And you just said immune system, and this just looks like skin. It looks <laughs> like it would... So like it's as simple as that. I call it like childhood logic. Like You can grab an orange... And a child will know that that orange looks like the sun. And you eat the orange when summer comes along and when your tissues need to be hydrated. And you can look at these herbs and they look like parts of the body. So you say these things, but it's just childhood logic. And you can look at this and be like, man, this will be good for my skin. You know? <laughs> this one's really good for skin. Is that our famous calendula? <laughs> so calendula, the, the sun harvested. Looks like the sun. It looks like the rises sun. Rises with the sun, closes with the sun. That was what one of the farmers, Steve, who grew this, said. He said, he just wrote a poem on the spot. Remember, I told you he didn't want to have an interview, but he was down for a phone call. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, okay, typing notes frantically. He's like, well, what would I say about calendula? It opens with the sun, it closes with the sun. To harvest calendula means to harvest the sun. I need some calendula in my life. That's the now. poetry of the herbs. That's and then poetry. what color does this represent? Ah, uh, well, this to me is sacral solar plexus. Yeah. To, to combine the both. Absolutely. Would you call this, what would you call that if it's a combo? Sacral? Sacral solar plexus. I'd say that this herb would help someone who needs solar plexus help. Um, just as much as it would help someone who has sacral and your specific posture and your specific gut biome will allow this sun flower to um, affect you in the specific way that you need but it's just fiery looking just like our sacral and i'm going to say that this is something that would help with our authority if you're a generator in in, in yeah. human design and maybe you're someone who's been stuck in your head you're having trouble feeling your ovaries and testicle area and the sun and the fire that is inside of our sacral this will help to ignite for any aries i'm an aries rising so this is very significant but this is so great because it's inter- internal or external so if you have gum pain, every dentist should have this tea. I want to mm. make a tea for dentists, but it is a perfect, like, thick skin-producing, cell-promoting, tissue-growing herb. It's so externally for scars or face or salve. So we taught people how to make a little salve from it. And then, yeah, it's our little little calendula that we love. Makes you so happy. It does. Looking at this, and this has been a huge part of our um, friendship and relationship. Has been this flower. It's it come has, up a lot. It? Yeah. And then this is uh, the the beautiful anise hyssop. I learned about this from Jessie from Maui. She changed my life with it. It's just so good. So fever, cough. It's an expectorant, so it will help get some stuff out. But it's just sweet, and it looks like lavender, and it just makes you feel loved and nurtured. Mm. You can put it on your pillow if you have nightmares. It's just like a soft, feminine, beautiful herb. Something about the purple and dream time mm-hmm. that I really trust. And yeah. um, you can... That's what we're drinking. You can harvest an herb, and there's a biomechanic to harvesting herb. There's a posture. There's a bent-over humbleness yeah. that plants demand from you. And there's a reason why they're on a bush or on the ground or they have thorns. You have to dig them up. There's a there's a price to pay a homage for every herb. And biomechanics and posture isn't about being rigid and upright all the time. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, maybe someone who's been in the office, um, they don't need to have an upright posture. They need to go harvest and garden. And the posture of gardening is the thing that helps them. So every herb is at a different level and every level will have a different posture. And just the, I mean, it's, it's so 
full circle. You can ingest the tea, you can pick the herb, you can find the posture that has to go with the herb. In human design, herbs are most powerful when they're still in the ground. So just touching them and being with them and then harvesting them and then spending the time to dry them. There's this whole circle. I'm learning about herbs and the posture of herbs. And loving them before they even come to fruition, right? I think that's the piece people Listening to them. have broken is that engagement back with them of you just are here to solve a problem, you know, and that's why this relationship of planting and growing is so healing for people. You know what? One of the one thing that is really fleeting in humans today is our peripheral vision. Mm. And because of the book and not that books are bad, but anything that takes your attention into straight, so we'll say cell phone um, or overeating. Um, mm-hmm. And that peripheral vision is dying. And I see you use your peripheral so much and we'll be driving. <laughs> and out the corner of your eye, you'll see pine pollen or you'll see a bird. And you're so in tune with your peripherals. And peripheral nervous system is things outside of you, like light and sound and flowers. And I just have to give you a huge shout out. And I learned so much about peripheral vision from you because we'll be walking in a straight line and poof. <laughs> You listen, <laughs> you listen to the herbs. You let them call you, and they generally call to you through your peripheral nervous system. And your peripheral nervous system is highly dependent on your lateral line, and that's one of the main things that people have frozen in their bodies. So an inability to bend side to side and an inability to see peripherally um, is fleeting in humans today. And that's one thing that I think we would love to teach people is oh, to always have a sense of wonder and to trust your peripheral visions. And it's so good for movement, and it's so good for slowing you down and seeing things that you otherwise would miss well so. thank you for sharing that yeah. well it's activating when you train the way so to recap what pasha and i are doing over here we're about to launch a course and it's four weeks two sessions a week to relearn more about yourself than you've ever thought possible yep i'm using walking and running and throwing as the pillars mm-hmm. and the theory is that walking running and throwing are the things that humans should do, do most and learning how to build muscle from walking and taking something seemingly simple and subtle and giving it more power so that we can build muscle connect our digestive system, our respiratory system, our eyes and and our our herbs and and braiding those all in with walking. And um, I just highly recommend taking this course because there's, you don't know what you don't know. And I guarantee that you're going to learn something from this course that is going to redirect your life in such a beautiful way. Yeah. You're going to learn about how you hold yourself and why you're holding yourself that way and stories that you didn't know you had. And it's just time. Everyone's ready for that change. So I'm so excited about it. But then also the archive that you offer online, this is the way I met you. It was the first class that I did with you the first time I met you. And I walked out of that class feeling like a superhero for the first time in a long time. And it was because we were tapping into that lateral line and activating kind of those, I'm about to throw a javelin. I'm on Wonder Woman video three. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just was so good. And I just know that this is the, it's, if we are looking for anything, we're looking for movement and inspiration that comes from the cell that tissue is driving it and when i was doing that workout i was like holy shit this just woke something up in me that's how deep it was yeah and that's the type of movement you offer and is in the archive and i'm so stoked about all of it i kind of remember you saying that 
not that you had lost motivation, but you have been through a wide variety of movement systems yeah. from animal flow to Olympic lifting and you own your own gym. And after a while, some things can get mundane when we hyper-focus on one modality. And when you came to class and we accessed new tissues and it, you said that it reinvigorated you and it almost gave you hope that there, there still is um, hope left in, in movement practices. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's fun. It's so fun the way it translates and the way it shows up and mirrors and it's just so much deeper it's like yes there's such a physical body but like I want movement that showcases all the things that I need to be seen you know like I want to dig into that deep practice of understanding my body at other layers and other worlds and that's what this does and I'm just so excited for our course to start so that people can start to wrap their head around how much potential they all have in order to find who they are and where they want to go and to just stop living in that story that everyone's living in that we get really yeah. pissed off when we see people living in it. We do get <laughs> we get pissed off and sad and when you have the tools to help but they're not yeah. asking for help and then, <laughs> then you offer this stuff but uninvited and they, it just can build frustration like that and then um, I lost train of thought. Well, just the positive is that we're stoked for the people who are about to get their life changed and it's going to be so good. And everyone <laughs> wants this to 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 lose weight and, and build lean muscle and and to make more money and to find the love of their life and we are claiming that by grabbing hold of your walking and throwing that you will be better able to meet things like the love of your life and to have your posture and momentum ready to receive that and to control the sole of your foot so you can walk towards more money and what is an investment but a really good throw you know so when perspectives are linked to movement when you learn to throw when you learn the pattern of throwing you learn the perspective of throwing and what is a rocket to the moon but a really good throw so it's not just um, being a football player and throwing a football or even throwing is that we're claiming that these movement patterns will trigger perspective in you that will make it so that you can throw a compliment towards your beloved and have it land you're, you're throwing a compliment you're, you're throwing an investment and, and, and you're throwing an idea so yes you're gonna lose weight build muscle and and have your whole life shifted from these movements just like we have and um, yeah, right. promise and that that'll the, happen. The T is the integration. This mm. is the feminine held space that I feel like is the missing piece for me was like, oh, there's other tools that don't involve me thinking about it or action. There's ways I can feel this and integrate it. So this is just so wonderful. You have such a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I keep talking. No, we could forever and ever. And we'll definitely do more podcasts uh, because human design, biomechanics. And herbs. And herbs, but also just you and who you are thank you for all you do thanks for having me you're so welcome <laughs>